0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. It's here. We're in the Stanley Cup Finals, two games down, even series 1-1, which is kind of what we all thought. We figured this was going to be a long one, two pretty evenly matched teams, even though Vegas doesn't think so. They are heavy on the Bruins. You can make a lot of money betting on the Blues right now. But we're coming to you late Thursday in the afternoon because AQ has been playing some football. You're a busy man.
1: My priorities are all out of whack. I apologize. Uh, Hockey talk should be coming first at this point. It's the most important time of the year. But you're right. I got a little football going on. I'm glad you guys are accommodating my schedule.
2: And the NFL pays a little bit better than that's hockey talk.
1: Yeah, a lot more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's touch on Game 1. Uh, briefly. Briefly, because, you know, it's, it happened Monday night. But uh, it should be noted, too, that the NBC ratings for Game 1, the market share in Indianapolis, was the fifth highest. 7.3. Out of all the cities. How about that? Which is very impressive, uh, considering we didn't get to watch the game <laughs> on cable because of the Indy 500 banquet awards. Uh, and I in no way blame them for the ratings. I, I think that was all on us. I think we've got people in Indy interested in hockey. Sure. And uh, you know, I must be a lot of Blues fans around here because people are tuning in. So on MeTV, <laughs> thanks to us. You're welcome, guys. I I don't know what else to tell you. But here we go. Game one, uh, Bruins get a win. Tori Krug steamrolling Robert Thomas with no helmet on. It looked like a flashback to the 70s. Was the highlight for me, and then of course Robert Thomas doesn't end up playing in game two, and they say it's not because of the hit. But come on, come on, you're not fooling me.
2: Uh, I know that whole game it just disgusts me. AQ going up two nothing like they did on the road, Jordan Bennington, and then giving up four straight unanswered goals to lose 4-2. I thought, after that first game, the St. Louis Blues, what the flip are you doing, and do you have a chance in this second game to come back after everything that happened, letting in four goals after going up two? I didn't like their chances. I stuck with them. It's They're my pick, but, boy, oh, boy, they proved me wrong uh, last night.
1: Yeah, they're my pick, too. I mean, I love St. Louis. I love the way they came back in game two. Um I thought they dominated the overtime period in game two. But game one, I was so disappointed. You're up 2-0, and then you just decide to spend the rest of the game in the penalty box. You have to be much more disciplined at this point. Of the season. I mean, it's ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous to see how many penalties they took, especially against a strong Bruin power play.
0: Yeah, we talked about how good the Bruins power play has been and how that would be a difference maker, and it was because, well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. I, mean, I think they went one for five, so they didn't cash in, but playing all that time shorthanded is going to wear you down and uh, the big takeaway for me, obviously, like you said, way too many penalties. I was very impressed with how uh, fast and hard the blues came out. Braden Shen apparently got a, he got a lot of players reaching out to him. Vinny Lecavier, uh, a couple other cup winners. And then Crosby of all people who I know they did not like each other. Cause of Shens time with the flyers, Crosby reaches out uh, and Shen was on fire goal and assist in that first period. He was flying around uh, very impressive start. And then they just took their foot off the gas. I think the penalties disrupted their flow and, uh, Something and someone I want to talk about who has been awesome this playoffs, and we probably didn't give enough love to, is Sean Corrale, uh on uh, the fourth line for the Bruins there. Seven points in the playoffs and a couple just really big goals throughout this run here. Timely goals in each series, and he gets it done again for the Bruins. Uh, he was a guy who was drafted by the Sharks. And then traded, I believe, as part of the Martin Jones trade, which sent Martin Jones to the Bruins for, like, a couple hours, maybe a day or two before he went to the Sharks. And here he is. It just seems like, you know, that's like like a throw-in for a trade. And this guy comes out here, and he's been a playoff hero for the Bruins.
2: I love it. And i got to give the Bruins some love. And I don't do this very much. St. Louis is my team in this finals, but there's a couple names. AQ, tell me if I'm wrong on this. First off, yesterday, in yesterday's game, Joachim Nordstrom,
0: Oh my god, the block shots! I mean, how
2: many block shots he was getting? I four? Like, by they were Mike Tyson haymakers. Not only that, he put in a nice goal as well uh, early on. And Charlie Coyle, I am giving this kid some love. The hometown kid playing in front of his family and friends right there scored another goal last night. So that's my
1: love for the Bruins, and it'll end there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I think uh, Coyle's been incredible for them. I think we've talked. We talked about this coming into this series that we felt that um boston had more depth i think you know from maybe it was uh i felt the other line. way
0: honestly i thought the blues had more depth well
1: that's what i'm saying you said you said from the first yeah. two lines they had yeah. better depth up front and then st louis had overall better depth right yep and um boston's proven us a little wrong in that sense i mean i think their, their third and fourth lines have shown up strong the first couple first couple games but um uh, this is, this is going to be an interesting series now, because now we go back to St. Louis. It's going to be fun to watch. That place is crazy right now. Absolute
2: crazy. And, and, and hats off to those guys. Their first playoff win.
0: Stanley Cup final win. I,
2: I mean, first, excuse me, first Stanley Cup final win, and they had one other crack at this like that, and... To do it in OT on the opponent's ice like that, that showed some big brass nuts, and I can't wait for these back-to-back games in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, and, and especially because in game two, they didn't stop taking penalties. Mm-hmm. They kept taking penalties. Five.
2: They had five and one, the five in the first and five in the second. Not only that, Nick, I'm glad you brought that up. For the first time in, in Stanley Cup history, two goalie interference penalties.
0: Uh, two but, of okay, them. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that because that the I think it was the first one that happened with Sammy Blay. It just fucking sh- Screeching down the ice, walks around the defenseman and just doesn't even think twice about not hitting Tuca Rask, which I get, you know, he's barrels in there and Pierre's on TV spouting off about how it's a good play. It's the right penalty to take and not, but like 45 seconds to a minute later, the Bruins come down off a rush. This is important. They get another power play goal, just like they did in game one off a rush. They didn't get time to get into the zone and set up. So, Pierre, you can say it's the right penalty to take because I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to go harder than net and make Raskin comfortable. But when you're already taking bad penalties and too many, you got to be a little more disciplined than that. And it backfired again. You know, they thought they were coming out setting the tone. Uh-uh. Bruins come in second power play goal in the series off a rush, which was interesting to me because St. Louis, they have some good penalty killers. They're not letting the Bruins get set up and, and kind of work their magic. But man, it was just like, just mind numbing penalties. Not all of them deserved either. Right. Not all of them deserved. Some, some of those calls were kind of bullshit, but uh, the again, Jaden Schwartz, then runs Rask and not, not too long after that. And it's like, that one was kind of phantom, but he was going to the net, and he—I think he got more of the actual net than he did Rask. But it's still like when the ref sees you do that once already, they're looking for it, mm-hmm. so they're they're ready to make that call, and they were, and thankfully they were able to uh, to get out of it on their own accord with Carl Gunnarsson. With he just bangs one off the pipe there. I think it was late in the third period. It was. So goes into uh, the locker room, getting yeah. ready for overtime. Goes to take a piss in the urinal. Coach. Craig Berube said next to him, he goes, hey, I just need one more of those. One more shot all I need. And he gets it.
2: The Nick Meraldo of NHL. Carl Gustafson. <laughs> Gunnerson. Gunnerson. What did I call him? Gustafson? Yeah. Carl Gunnerson. I said, Nick, when you play deck ball, you were very much like Gunnerson, weren't you? Big, tall, lanky guy, hard shot, doesn't get a lot of goals, doesn't get, but he's on the ice a lot and everything. That's exactly what it was. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And that cheddar from the top, oh, thank you. Come
1: on. Yeah, that was, a, that was a snipe from the top. That was awesome to watch. It was awesome to see the series get tied back up, going back to St. Louis. But I think the goal that kind of flipped everything and – uh Bring his name really up. Fl- Go ahead. Yeah, you know you know
2: where it's coming. <laughs> Go ahead. The Tarasenko Boom. goal. Tarasenko's on fire. Yes.
1: It is awesome. But, y- I mean, you know, he gets stuffed and then puts the brakes on and just flips it, you know – top shelf and it was it was it was I think that was the turning point I that mean was there beautiful. was a, there was a point where you you had to sit there and think god boston might go up 20 in this thing and that that ties it up, and then and then we roll into overtime, and, and they get the win, going back to St. Louis. Now.
2: Tarasenko started hot in the playoffs, or sort of hot in the playoffs, and hit a dry spell, and then has come on in the last two series. If they have any chance, we've been talking about it for two months. You kid, you Tarasenko, stay hot.
0: Let's go Blues. And he's a guy who his name started to pop up in trade rumors here uh, from time to time because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't being quite the player they needed him to be. And then all of a sudden, here we go. He gets into the playoffs, and I think now he's like. Uh, uh, I saw a stat. He's something like his goals per game is second behind Ovechkin. He's just, he's been lighting it up and I'll tell you what boys, the big boys were out hitting
2: oh, yeah, in love these it. games. Love it. Thank you, St. Louis. We
0: mentioned Sammy Blay taking that dumb penalty and hitting Rask, but like he's been a spark plug and he, I saw him light up. Uh, I think it was Carlo into the boards last night. It was just a thundering hit. Like I heard it from just crack from the couch. I was like, holy shit. That was a, that was a hit. And, uh Grizzlick got hit and he he might not be playing in this game yeah, yeah, he yeah. he's he's a little banged up so i love it though it's physical it's clean too it's not dirty i don't see a lot of like dirty play you know, marshawn's been relatively well behaved for his, for him, sure. so to speak. So I love to see it. I love the physicality, and we're getting some goal scoring. It's not, it's not a one nothing. It's not two one games.
2: Hey, Q, why did not why? But did you notice how it was so dominant for the Blues, especially in the overtime period, but towards the end of the third as well, and the way that they played that overtime period. It was night and day. It was, it was fathers playing against their sons, and I mean their Uh-oh. young sons, and it was complete domination. And we talked about this, the big lines, the big lines that the Blues roll out with their big defensemen and stuff. They just controlled that whole overtime series, and boom, yeah. until Gunderson came in and just said, hey, it's time to go home, boys. Let's grab a burger. Yeah,
1: no, they did a great job just keeping control, control of the puck. I mean, the Bruins were dead-ass tired on a, on a couple of different situations, I think late in the third and then also obviously in overtime. Um yeah, I mean it was it was it was really special to watch the way they just kind of dominated and took control of that overtime. But getting back to the old uh Sammy Blay thing, he's their little spark plug, their little hitter, but God, did you see the hit he that Bacchus put on him? Oh
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: that was awesome to watch. That was their little spark plug. He thinks he's getting a clean shot on the old guy. And the
0: old guy just depletes. Uh, I mean, he was horizontal. You had to love that. You had to appreciate appreciate that more than probably most.
1: <laughs> Those are the types of hits that why I fell in love with the NFL. We've taken them out of the NFL. And so at least I can watch him in one professional sports league and get excited about it. <laughs>
0: hey, I, I saw something last night too, and I got to play this clip, I got to show it to you. So, Sean Avery. If you don't know who Sean Avery is... We do. The ultimate pest in the game of hockey. Yeah. Uh, former Ranger. He's a
2: hemorrhoid is what he is. Yeah, a lot of
0: people fucking hate him. Yeah. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I, I, I don't know why I wasn't following him earlier, but he was on Instagram last night, and he was watching along with the game. And I just want to play some clips from him watching, specifically when he noticed that uh, the penalty call on Shen for the slash in the slot. Which, great call. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, great call by it?
2: Avery, not not by yeah. uh, not by the refs. So,
0: I mean, Shen definitely came down on the stick, and the stick broke, but it turns out it wasn't actually from the slash because the refs are trained when you see a slash and it breaks a stick, that's an automatic, automatic. slashing penalty. So that's kind of their way of getting them off the hook there. But the stick actually broke from the shot. So I'm going to play this clip here of Avery watching along the game, and he was ig sto- in himself.
1: game look at these stupid fucking that is not a fucking slash what do you mean stick on stick who are these fucking announcers (laughs) holy I mean I don't want to beat a dead horse here but they just called a phantom fucking call in a 2-2 game third period Stanley Cup finals the guy broke his fucking stick
0: Holy fuck! So I think Sean Avery pretty much summed up everyone in St. Louis's mindset when that's going on sure. because the guy winds up to take the shot and he's flexing his stick and it just snaps on him. And it was just so unfortunate and the timeliness of it. And we talked about how the blues can't stay out of the box and they're taking all these penalties and that one, luckily they were able to kill, but man, that was a tough, tough break right there.
2: What do you think AQ from here on out? We're talking home ice. I know we talked this a long series, but I've t- I asked you guys this at the start of series. Any way that this thing ends up 4-1 either way, or are we going 7?
1: I think we're going 6. I called 6 to begin with. I think St. Louis takes them both in St. Louis. Boston steals one back at home, and then we go back and we close it out in St. Louis. Fair That's enough.
0: Not- I think they're splitting in St. Louis. I think, I, I think they're going to go back there, and I don't know if it's going to be game 3 or game 4, but I think Boston's going to steal one there. And, and I, I said it from the beginning, Boston in 7.
2: Hey, hats off, to, uh, hats off to the rookie goaltender again. That's all I'm saying is, Bennington, you do what you do, kid.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to have a special guest on the show. Pat McPhee has just joined us. Pat. I'll tell you what. Go ahead. Top Chad, from the point, overtime,
3: Stanley Cup final. That's got to feel pretty goddamn good. Gunnerson. Gunner dad, they said Gun. on the internet. <laughs> that guy had a fucking snipe, huh? What a little snapper up there. Oh,
1: what, you talking to me? He's talking
2: to you, Aq. <laughs>
3: what a show! I, <laughs> I, I, I know you're not talking to me. There's no chance he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Coming that aggressive? No chance. I <laughs> am talking. To you. Hey, there's no chance. It was a snapshot right there. I mean, in the third period, what is he? An eighth of an inch away from winning that thing in the third period. Come. Top, top right, Ched, and then he goes, "No big deal. I'll get an aggressively fast pass to me." Oh yeah, that, that was coming a lot yeah. faster than I thought. There's some heat on that pass while skating backwards. And give a little snap wrist or whoosh, see you later. That was nice. Thread the needle to win in OT in somebody else's house. Man, I couldn't even imagine how big my baby maker would feel at that point. Well, he kind
0: of <laughs> called his shot. We just mentioned it. I don't know if you heard this, but before, after the shot in the third period happened, he goes in the locker room. He goes to take a piss, at the urinal. The coach is standing next to him taking a piss. And he goes, hey, coach, all I need is one more shot. Oh, and he just goes out there and does it.
3: That's a movie
0: and just has Babe to
1: Ruthen, on the spot, Babe piss Ruthen, oh off God.
0: everyone in Boston because I think they thought they were coming out of there with a 2-0 lead, and the series would have been over from their point of view.
2: First career playoff goal for Gunnarsson, and I think only
3: is, what, third or fourth of the, uh, of yeah, the season? not a guy I mean, known no, for his offense. No. Hey, Coach, I know I don't score often, but I'm feeling pretty fucking good tonight. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and feed me again, cuz. What happened? You break your glasses? Not happy with the way the Stanley Cup's going? What happened to you, Gorms? Yeah, I broke my glasses. Yep. Did you see this, AQ? No, this, I didn't. Has this I this been a topic, top his head there. Has this been a topic of discussion yet on Hockey Talk? Gorman broke his glasses right here. I don't know what Andrew is. Yeah, second
2: him. time I've broken a pair in this studio, so I went, had to
1: go the backup. It, it had to have the, been on the back of his head. Is that, what, is that when it happened? <laughs> it was such a hard
2: hit last <laughs> night that it broke my glasses today. Yes. Is that the guy
3: that had his face hit off the thing? Yes, exactly. That, that stuff's crazy. <laughs> it's been a rock in a hard place there with your face.
0: So did you wa- what did you watch? You watched the third period and then the OT?
3: Ah, I watched the whole thing. Look at you. No chance you watched it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who, who, who do you think's taking this the rest of the way here?
3: I really like the way the Bruins play. I like the way they play a lot. I think they're a bit scrappy. But I listened to old Cuzzy talk afterward. Uh, what is his name? Trifecta or something? Uh, what's the dude's name? Tarasenko. Him. That's what I'm talking about. That guy, I listened to him talk afterwards. It might not have been him, actually. It might have been somebody else. But somebody on the Blues team said that their physical team were a physical team. That's just how it's going to be for the rest of the series. let go, Blues. I think they're very much ready to do I, like. I enjoy the St. Louis Blues a lot. And also, they packed a fucking arena to watch the jumbo Jumbotron.
0: Oh, yeah. They flew the entire front office staff of the Blues out to Boston to watch the game, which I thought was an awesome move. You don't really see that kind of a first-class organization type move from the Blues, who aren't known to be that. Hey, but uh, good, good for them. Hey,
3: what have you done for me lately? They are a first-class organization. Yeah,
0: Top-Ched, top-left-Ched,
3: by the way. That's where I shoot. It's the only place I shoot. Right here we have a hockey goal in the office. You have
0: been sniping yeah, the top yeah. corner right there. That's all that. I do.
3: And Nick even tried to hurt me by putting a blocker and a goalie stick to cover the top left check. I'm just
0: trying to make you better.
3: And I I think I could score on Rosk. That's what the internet's telling me.
0: <laughs> that's, his, that's his spot. That's his weakness right now. I agree. He gets side. a little
3: leaky at times. Well... Mark Andre Fleury can't fucking play catch with his dad there. Man. Sometimes, you know what I mean. Glove side a- becomes quite an issue. A. And Murray
0: too. Yeah, Murray's glove. Uh, a. Q. hates Rask. He has no faith in him whatsoever.
1: Why? The guy's good. Nah, he's, he gets a little leaky. That's my
3: go-to line. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, he's been he's been calling calling uh, he's been calling him leaky for the last three weeks. How about um. His face mask is painted incredibly. Like, I think that is why I like him, is because if you have a good design on your uh, mask, oh, yeah. mask, that means a lot. That means you like you've thought about it, you've designed it out. You're like, this is what I'm gonna put on my face, and it's like a big bear, like a, a Bruin.
0: Yeah, it makes oh. sense, but to me, <laughs> like, if you're a goalie yeah. and you're not going all out on your mask, like, what are you doing?
3: What are you doing? You get to customize your your thing.
0: Yeah, it's one of the few sports or opportunities really to like express yourself and not be a cliche robot, especially Bro, in hockey. I
3: kind of like just a flat matte black though with like a white thing where it's just like kicking it old school there. little protection just like you had back playing on the streets. You It'd know be I mean? cool
0: to go through like three or four a year, I think. If they start switching them out, get a couple different designs going throughout different times of the year. Topical. Yeah, exactly. You could start, I mean, put memes on there. Let's oh, go.
3: Old Town Road right there, the guy with a little Nas X right on her forehead. Oh. Boom. Yeah, that's stopping there. That's probably shutout night.
0: And how about the, them bringing out Little Nas to fire up the crowd there before the game? How about that? Good
3: idea. That kid gets elementary school people jacked up and NHL playoff fans
0: NBC jacked. just squeezing all they can out of him. They used his song, pumped it throughout the derby the entire time, which We're obviously.
3: I'm going to take my horse the North down North road, North. road. I'm on on ride on it. I can't Think. no more. I'm on it. It's a heater. That it is. Can. Hey, it's a good hockey song now, apparently. That's a great hockey song. Let's go, boys. Have you heard Clayton Anderson's run? What was that face? AQ just made a face saying he doesn't like it as a hockey song. It's a country song, dude. Country music. Hockey.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. West Virginia. (laughs) WVU. That's going to be their
0: new song. The blues, the blues have adopted uh, Country Roads. They love playing that.
3: That's what I'm talking about. That's They're... what we're
0: doing, bro. Yeah, maybe
3: they'll play it the next game. But
0: it's also about playing Gloria, though. You know that,
1: boys. That still is Oh well, yeah,
2: they play Gloria blues when they goal win.
1: Song is, I think, my favorite, I think, in, in the NHL right now. Really? Have you guys heard this? Who is it? The Blues Goal Song. I'm going to play it for you real quick. Here
3: it is. Yeah.
0: Anything that you can sing along to.
3: You know what? Yeah. i got to like it. Yeah. That reminds me of the Patriots, which I've heard a lot. When they score a touchdown, there's a cannon, and then there's a, this is our house. And the whole place just just screams along with you. That's how you know. Pat, how many times did we hear that over there? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when I say it, I've heard that thing enough, like, it's like a pop song at this point in my head because I've heard it so often. That 50-some-nothing run or whatever, 50-some-something. I mean, it was almost like that thing was on fucking repeat. It was that, booing Adam Vinatieri, and then that hit again.
2: Yeah, they didn't have enough ammunition for those muskets firing off. Too many points scored. I like tradition, though, in
3: stadiums.
0: So are you pulling for the Blues because of the Boston? They win so much?
3: I like winners, naturally. I I really do. I've, I've always liked people that win. Uh, that's why I pulled for... Fucking Ricky Bobby there for a long time. He's mm-hmm. a winner. I like people that win. I like the Pittsburgh Penguins for a long time because the Pittsburgh Penguins win. Still like them. Just think they need to figure it out.
0: They're trying. Phil Kessel on the trade block. He nicks the trade to Minnesota.
3: How
1: about that? Jeremy Roenick says he's only going to one team and one team only. Who's that? Doesn't know he doesn't say I don't think so I don't so uh, like the bit, the bit thinking
0: geez. is Phoenix or sorry Arizona now AQ so you might have a buddy Let's out there because Rick Tockett the head coach of Arizona was can't. assistant coach for the Penguins and him and Phil apparently had a great relationship.
3: Bro, AQ Shipley and Phil Kessel on a golf course, probably my number one pairing. <laughs>
2: Let's world. go. Let's go, AQ. That
3: would be, be one hell of a four ball, I think. I, I think it really would. I like winners, though, so I don't yeah. mind that Boston's won a lot. I think it's awesome for a city, awesome for your, your everything. But I want the Blues, I think. I, that dude oh, just boy. going fucking top Chad from the point in overtime. What a magical moment. Now, granted, if something cool happens in the next game, I can be persuaded. <laughs> you may shift. You may shift. I can be persuaded.
0: Uh, yeah, I picked Boston to win in seven, but like my heart, I think I want the Blues to win because they, they've waited so long, and they've just been such a tortured fan oh, has base. It, How long has it been? 48. So-
3: Oh, I'm pulling for them then. If it's been that long, their fan base deserves it. 1970, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm pulling for St. Louis. Andy lost their football team.
0: Yeah, it's a tough spot for them right Yeah,
2: now. I'm
3: pulling for them. St. Louis Blues, let's there go. There we go. Bennington, rookie goalie in there. First start, January 7th. Now he's in the Stanley Cup. It's a great story. Bro, let up a f- first shot, first goal last night. Two easy ones there and the first one. Five hole because he does it with the, the skate to the stick. And then he has enough mental fortitude to bounce back. That's a good sign. He did watch the game last night. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and then I watched the Lance Armstrong interview directly afterwards. I mean, that was I heard it was watch. fantastic. It was. You watch that though, and you don't go like, "Oh, Lance Armstrong, likable guy." You don't say that.
0: Oh, uh, that was another thing from Sean Avery's IG story. He kept it rolling into the Lance Armstrong <laughs> interview, and he's like, "Oh, Lance, you're looking, you're looking rough here, buddy. Looking fat. Have a salad or something." I was like, Ooh, "Jesus, geez. Avery, calm down." I
3: thought he looked good, by the way. <laughs> I, I like, thought he did too. I was like, "Look, like, look at good spray." This is what
0: Avery does. Yeah, he's just an egomaniac. He's he's got to make everything about looks and he's a fashion, very superficial. Uh, he's yeah. a fashion god. Duh. He's something. I believe he's a fashion something to
3: be a fashion god. Fashion god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for stopping by. Thank I Appreciate you, it.
3: Hashtag crack cancer.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. we just got done with the uh, the crack cancer challenge with Pat. Yeah, uh, you'll everyone see get it. To Dump it's a bunch incredible. of eggs on his head.
3: They're a lot harder than I really thought they were going to be. By
0: the way, you handled it well though. You took it. You took did. It like a champ. You did. I have a big head.
2: Not oh. every day a grown man says, hey, here's an egg. Throw it at me. I mean, thank you. That was fun. No problem. Hey,
0: I-, I
3: watched the tape.
2: Forms. Yeah, I didn't. No, I dropped. I did not throw. I simply dropped.
0: Uh, I dropped. Well, there were definitely some droppers. Uh, I-, I missed your head, unfortunately. Foxy Crow
3: hopped into it. Check the floor. video on him. All right, see so you guys.
0: See you, buddy. Hey. Let's go Blues, huh? There we go.
2: All right. We hear the man wants.
0: Yeah. Th- uh, another thing on the Phil Kessel front. I've heard another team interested in, in the mix. I don't know if he'll go there or not is Edmonton. Mm. And the reason I bring that up because Edmonton just hired a new coach, Dave Tippett, uh, formerly of your Arizona coyotes. Thank you. You ever meet Dave? you ever run into him around town or anything like that? Never,
1: never met Dave. Um, not mad that I've never met Dave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always think it's good when you can fill uh, your head coaching position with like a defensive minded coach when you have like the number one offensive superstar on the planet to make up for the deficiency of your GM just can't draft or acquire any defenseman whatsoever. So it's like, you know, let's bottle up all the skill and squeeze the life out of them, make them try and play defense. So we'll see how that works out in Edmonton. Hey, uh, uh, Connor
2: McDavid surrounded by a veteran like Kessel, I'm I'm all in on yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I think he needs a, a good veteran guy on his way. They tried it with Lucic for a while, and he's just too slow to keep up. He can't do it. So we'll see what happens in Edmonton. Uh, I got free some...
1: agency will be interesting to watch. Don't yeah, about yeah. Agency trades that whole thing after the season. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to dive into that. We're going to get into that here as soon as the the finals are over. But it looks like we may have to wait a little bit because uh, the way this is going. I think it's going to go seven, and I can't wait. You know, the more hockey, the better this time of year, especially squeeze every last drop we get. Hey, I'd love to do
2: uh, do a little tease here for the listeners out there. I'm trying hard for you guys, trying hard for you guys, but we put the word out on the street. One of the all-time great announcers in that beautiful game called hockey, we are trying hard, and when we do get confirmation on him on this show. I will then tell you who it is, AQ. I know it's. Uh, Let's go. Only a couple
0: names you could probably pick out of that. Yeah, ad, we've got we've got some people lined up. Right, we we're going to have a guest next week. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. We'll, we'll let you find out who that is next week, uh, and we'll we'll dive into games three and four uh, whenever they go down here. Let's go, boys! Let's All right. go. All right, boys. Uh, thanks everyone for rocking with us as always. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends. Follow us along. Follow along with us on Twitter. Uh, blast it out there. Let everyone know. That's hockey talk.